0: Hey guys, welcome to another week of The Anxious Creative. I am so pumped. I've been having so much fun doing these solo episodes and your guys' response is amazing. So of course I'm going to keep them coming. And this week is a super special episode because I am getting real with you guys and I'm going to chat with you all about how my ego got in the way of my success. And it's not an easy thing to share about. It's a thing that a lot of people don't want to share about or talk about or even admit. So, I'm excited to have you along for the ride as I chat more in depth about ego. You're listening to the Anxious Creative Podcast, episode 31. I overthink, I overshare, and I overanalyze. So, come explore with me as I chat about business, life, and relationships all through the lens of an anxious creative. Okay, let's chat about ego. I know a lot of you guys are anxious to hear this and anxious in a good way um, because it's not something we often talk about. So I want to get super real with you guys today, as per usual. Um, But when I first moved to Calgary, you guys, I came from a smaller city of about 300,000 people uh, in Saskatchewan. And I was moving to Calgary that was like four times the size, if not bigger. And I was intimidated. I knew it was a bigger city. There was a lot of talented stylists here and I wanted to make a really good impression. So I came to the city a little bit insecure, a little bit intimidated, but wanting to play a big game, knowing that I had this new technique of hair painting that was just kind of on its rise. I was super excited to be diving into it. And so I came in with the fake it till you make it um attitude and front on I was gonna come in and I was so insecure and lots of times when I get insecure I end up coming across uber confident that's kind of my knee-jerk reaction is if I'm feeling insecure I almost look like I'm extra confident so I'm never that person that's like cowering in a corner kind of to herself so much when I'm feeling shy or insecure but I'm more the person that's like hey I gotta look like I have my shit together otherwise I can't let people know that I'm completely terrified on the inside so moving to Calgary I was like I'm gonna make it and prove to everyone that I could be a a success in this city and so I came in and I was like I'm gonna use this hair painting technique I'm gonna promote it like crazy which I did and it was going so awesome but the thing that happened is through that insecurity of wanting to be perceived as just as good as everyone as everyone else. And like I said, you guys, I was intimidated by the idea of this big city. I was intimidated. I didn't have any solid stuff that I was looking at, but I just thought bigger city, bigger talent. I'm just like one small fish in the ocean. Um, I had put this thing in my head of what it was and wanted to come in and beat it somehow, which is so silly when I think back. So I got here, and as a lot of you guys know, if you know my story, I worked from my basement of my my rental house for the first year. And so I didn't like to widely advertise that. I had this thing in my head that I don't even know where it started from, but I didn't want people knowing I was working from the basement of my house. There's a whole ego thing. There was something in my head that I perceived basement hairdressers as, which is completely untrue. I know so many fantastic hairstylists that work from home and it's, an, it's amazing that they are able to work from home. But in my head, I felt like because I worked from home, I was like a second class hairstylist. And so I didn't want people to know that. I also didn't want to advertise um, my address, but I disguised it as that. But really I had some weird sort of ego trip um, about working from home. Ego trip number one, but I was having people flooding into my house, which was super exciting. I was so pumped about how many new people were coming to see me that I could do this new hair painting technique. Let me tell you guys, it was pretty new to me at the time. And as exciting as it was, I decided to move to a new city and completely stop doing foils, change my color line, as well as have all brand new clients. Nothing was familiar to me anymore. Plus, I want to be perceived as this amazing hairstylist. And as a lot of you guys know, like your color line is so important and you know so much about it. And even though you can look at the color wheel with other color lines and get a good idea, when you know your color line really well, you know the quirks and the things that it does that this this color particular goes a little bit more gold or the whole color line does this. But then when you start using a new color line, you have a basis, but you don't know exactly. And so hindsight, like what the hell was I thinking, changing color lines, um, doing a whole new technique plus dealing with people's hair that I'd never dealt with before. So I had no idea what to expect from their hair. I could guess. But once again, as you guys know, everyone's hair is completely different. Everyone's hair history is different. And you only know as much as your clients tell you, which is why I preach so heavily on consultations, consultations, consultations. You guys know I have my consultation form on my website, but it's so important to know their history. But ultimately, just getting to know your client as well as as good as possible. So I'm in this new city. I don't know my clients. I don't know their hair history. I don't know what their hair tends to do. I know, you know, normally this color pulls this way, but I'm not really sure. Um, This kind of, this color of hair normally does this, but feeling completely in the dark and having, it was like, I was brand new out of school and like, I knew the color wheel, but I had no idea how to predict any of this hair stuff. And so I remember week two into working from home, um, a lady didn't like her hair. And she yelled at me. And my other client was at my house waiting on the couch in the basement. And I was mortified. She told me at, up, when I took her upstairs to the door, she's like, is it too soon to go to another hairstylist today to get this fixed? Oh, like talk about kick in the gut. She later then phoned me back that night and apologized, which was really sweet of her. And there was some other stuff. She was going to a funeral that day. But that was the first point where I just felt like, what am I doing? I'm in over my head. I've given out this illusion that I know what I'm doing, that total imposter syndrome that I've talked about before. And at the same time as a feeling that way, I didn't want to admit defeat. And I didn't want to admit that I could mess up, that I could misunderstand someone. So I kind of just brushed it under the rug, didn't talk about it and kept going on my way. And the more and more times that it happened that people were unhappy with their hair, I started to focus in on them. And I started to focus in on feeling like a failure and yet not being able to recognize that I was feeling this way inside. However, I wouldn't give it up on the outside. I still wanted to be perceived. It was totally ego guys. I thought that becoming, coming to a bigger city, um, with more hairstylists, I needed to be perfect. And we t- I've talked about that a couple episodes ago about perfectionism with my friend Constance. And if you haven't listened to the bat podcast, you totally have to go listen to it. It's so good. She shares so openly and honestly about her journey um, and, and dealing with perfectionism. But you guys, my ego is so invested and I don't think ego in and of itself is bad, but I was not allowing myself to be honest with myself. I wasn't being honest about the fact that there's no way to be perfect. And I wanted to put this front. I had this huge fear. It's so funny. And I was telling a class this just the other week. I had this huge fear that somehow all the hairstylists in Calgary were going to find out that I was a total fraud. And then, you know, I had a couple hairdressers send me some nasty emails, which then confirmed that feeling. And then I just the more I wasn't willing to admit that I wasn't perfect or that I could have mistakes happen to me, the more that my ego fought to stay on top and bury this stuff behind. And so ultimately what this did is it got in the way of me moving forward. I felt completely paralyzed by it all. I wanted to show everyone that I had it all together, that I knew what I was doing. Oh my gosh, you guys, I'm going to sneeze and this is going to be on the podcast. about real life happenings. You guys, I like to keep it real with you guys. I don't edit that stuff out because one, I think it's hilarious. And two, I just like that. It's like us hanging out right now. But like I was saying, ego got in the way of my success. I didn't want to let people in. I didn't want people to know that I felt like a fraud. I didn't want people to know that I Ever ever had an unhappy client? Like, come on, that's just not realistic. In hindsight, I can look at that now, but like I said, I had this intense insecurity, which often is what um, that egotistical thing can can be is or what's underneath it all is insecurity. I had this intense insecurity of people finding out that I was way in over my head, that I had no idea what I was doing. Um, that I avoided connecting with other hairstylists, that I avoided collaborations, that I avoided just doing things in the industry in general, which ultimately affected my success level. And I like kind of hermited myself and turtled for a couple of years because I was so ashamed and I couldn't admit it. I could not admit it to myself even, um, So when I had that shit hit the fan kind of moment and when this happened, you guys was it was an accumulation of things. And I've talked a bit about it before, but um, I did a a wife of a well-known person here in Calgary. I did her hair and she loved it the first time. And then the second time she came back, it just wasn't quite right. And then I overcompensated and I wasn't thinking straight. I don't know if you guys have ever done that, where you can tell your client's not loving their hair. You kind of panic, you stop thinking rationally. And this is so hard to share this story because I feel it still stings. But I just didn't think rationally. I didn't think what I should do. And I overcompensated out of panic. And then she ended up, you know, I ended up making it worse and she ended up not leaving. I could tell she didn't wasn't super happy and there wasn't a lot I could do. Um, and it wasn't some horrific thing that couldn't be undone, but I could, you know, when you just can tell that someone's like, yeah, I'm getting out of here, but I'm this isn't what I expected. And then I had this intense fear that somehow, because she was well-known in the community, she was going to let all of Calgary know somehow that I sucked at doing hair. And I was like, You know, I started panicking like that can't happen. I don't know what to do. Like, I'm going to fall flat on my face. I'm going to have to quit the industry. Like, what am I doing? Obviously, I don't know actually know how to do hair. Like, I was doing good in Saskatchewan, but now that I've moved to Calgary, I just feel like a complete failure, complete fraud. I can't admit it to anyone. I don't know what to do. I feel like I'm completely alone in this sea, drowning or trying to swim upstream. It was the craziest experience. And you guys know all about my anxiety breakdown, which was part of that. But what would happen is instead of admitting it, I would get defensive. And by getting defensive, it means something is getting triggered. And being triggered is usually something that is an insecurity for us, right? Like an insecurity leads to being triggered, which leads to getting defensive. And so I would you know, I'm sure you guys all have experienced like when someone doesn't like their hair, I'd be like, oh, well, she was asking for something unreasonable or, oh, well, that client, yeah, they didn't like their hair, but da-da-da-da-da and getting defensive. I That's how I would respond to those things when retelling the story of fear of people actually finding out that I just made a mistake or shit happens. Are you guys with me on this? Is this making sense? Um, I hope this, I, I know this is a bit scattered and it's still, like I said, really hard to share this stuff with about ego. But I realized through that process that I had to start being honest with myself. I had to start being so honest and going, you know what? You didn't do your best work today. But learning that there is no way to do the absolute best every single day. Mistakes are going to happen. Things are going to turn out differently and that's where I learned how to communicate even clearer with my clients like I said that 30-minute consultation so important Um, I needed to be able to be more clear so that I could have a higher success rate but at first before I even got to that point I had to be honest with myself about the fact that I made mistakes that I'm human and that's gonna be par for the course I just got to interrupt myself real quickly to let you guys know that this episode is brought to you by Rock Your Consultation, your guide to the ultimate success with clients. You guys, my Rock Your Consultation mini-course is so important for ultimate success. It helps guide you through getting to know your clients, understand them, get in their head, also covering your butt with a waiver form and a color release form, going through your cancellation policy with them, having them understand what to expect over what they desire. Because It walks you through step-by-step exactly what I go through with my new clients so I don't have unhappy clients. All right, so go check it out. You can go to donbradley.com backslash R-Y-C. Donbradley.com backslash R-Y-C. You guys, I was so insecure that I was going to the other extreme before I even made those realizations. I was acting too confident, too rigid in my ways that I was sabotaging my own future success. I was sabotaging my own future success because I needed to, I felt like I needed to look a certain way, like I had it all together, but I was actually so terrified and so insecure. And so you guys, let me tell you, I've come a long way. I've learned a lot, but my ego totally got in the way of my success because I was unwilling to admit failure. I was unwilling to admit mistakes. I was unwilling to admit that I played a part in anything because being able to admit that meant that I had to work on myself. And at that point in time, I wasn't at a place where I was ready to be honest with myself. You with me on that? So you guys, I don't want you to trip up the same way I did. I don't want your ego. We all have egos. It's not something we can ever get away with. And I've talked about ego before with people about how um, my people-pleasing came out of my ego because I loved that my clients needed me. I loved that they were like, "Don, I can't go see anyone else. You know, this is before I moved and that was feeding my ego. And therefore I didn't say no because I was like, yes, they need me. They can't see anyone else. They were totally feeding my ego. And I was like, this is amazing. Of course, I'll squeeze you in. Yes, I'll work extra. And then ultimately hitting burnout with that as well. So that's another part of ego. But also, you guys, I just had, I had inflated my ego because of my insecurity. I'd become so rigid. I had become so stiff and unwilling to meet and work with other people because I was scared that they would see through it, because it was pretty translucent. That I I ultimately. Missed out on some really amazing opportunities. And I can see that now and I can admit that now. And it's really hard, but it's so, feels so good to be on the other side and be able to be honest with myself, be able to see those appointments when someone was unhappy and be able to be like, you know what? They're right. Let me fix it. Have you ever had those moments at the chair where you can tell your client isn't happy and you don't know what to do and you kind of just avoid talking about it and take them to the till? It's 100% what I used to do. And now it will do is like, you know what? You know, you can sense it. I'll be like, what isn't feeling right? say so like, maybe let's go back and retone it. Maybe it's not quite the right toner. Like, hey, I don't have time to quickly fix this right now. Are you okay with leaving today? But let me get you in as soon as possible because I'm not happy with this. And you guys being able to admit that to my client, being like, you know what? That didn't quite turn out the way I was hoping it would, or the way I wanted it to, but let me fix it. People appreciate that. They honor that. And they, most of the time, I'll say like nine times out of 10, people understand because they aren't perfect themselves. People, imperfect people can, don't expect perfection from other people. People who understand, I don't know if that made sense, but people who understand that that there's no such thing as perfection and if you're willing to be open and honest, i say that over and over in this episode. If you're willing to be open and honest with people about the fact that you're like, "you know what, that's not how i was hoping it would turn out and, you know, maybe it was because i used this on your hair or i'm not really sure why, but let me see what i can do to make it right." People appreciate that. That's going to give more success to your business. People are going to feel connected and that they're going to feel like they're tr- they can trust you. They can know that you're going to follow through on what you say, and it's going to bring you more success to your business as well. People are going to know you have integrity. People are going to know that you you have their best interest in mind, that you want to give them the best service rather than before. Like I said, my ego got involved. I didn't want to admit that like, oh, there's like this bleed mark in the back, you know, when I was a brand new hairstylist or, or this tone might be a little bit too ashy or not ashy enough or whatever it is. I used to shy away from saying anything because I was too panicked that I'd be like, oh, if I admit that this is not quite the way I wanted it to be or what we talked about, they're going to think I'm a total failure. And I think a lot of times this comes out of especially being new in the industry. We're scared that people are going to know we're new. We don't really want to admit we're new. And then we don't want them to not trust us. But really, more trust comes with your clients through being vulnerable that way, letting them know that, you know what, this isn't how I wanted it to turn out. Let me see what I can do. So I know this has kind of gone all over the place, you guys, this whole ego thing and and everything. And it's kind of off my notes that I had to chat about, but I wanted to be honest with you guys and open about nobody has it all together. We're all learning and growing and we're all growing and learning at different paces. So yes, I have figured some things out and been able to move through them, But now I'm currently in a place where I'm learning new things and having to be humbled in many different ways. And so know that there is no arriving, once it sounds like a total motivational pep talk, but there is no arriving at a place where your ego is completely gone or all your defensiveness goes away. It's just continually expanding and growing and being able to um, be able to take on more. But knowing that you need to be honest with yourself about the abilities that you have and what you can expect and knowing that you can't expect perfection every time. And let me tell you guys, I've shared this baseball analogy recently. Just think no baseball player ever hits a home run every single time. And someone actually shared with me, the percentage is actually something like 30% of the time they hit a home run. And yet We don't think of, you know, I'm not a huge baseball fan, so I don't even really know baseball players' names. But you don't think of like the top baseball player being like, oh, they're a crappy baseball player because they only hit home runs 30% of the times. That's not at all what we think. And if someone strikes out once, we don't think, well, they should just quit the game. So why do we think that of ourselves? I really want you guys to think about that analogy and apply it to yourself. You know, if you're knocking it out of the park 30% of the time, that's awesome, and knowing that you might get up to bat and strike out a couple times, that's to be expected. But the most important part is that you pick yourself up and you keep trying. I guarantee you, no baseball player that's at the top of their game is going, "Oh, well, it's not my fault I struck out. Oh, it's you know that that I don't know the game well enough to make a solid um, solid illustration for it. But you guys, a lot of us do that, right? When things don't go the right way, we put the blame somewhere else because it makes us feel more comfortable. It takes the responsibility off of us, which makes us feel better because then we don't own it. We don't have to do anything with it. But the more we can be like, you know what, I struck out. It wasn't my best game. How can I do better next time? And learning that, you know, there are things out of our control that get thrown at us sometimes. Absolutely. So it's not always hundred percent us, but we can always learn and grow from it. We can always figure out how can we do things differently next time and know that, you know, you might hit it into to left field or whatever. You might get really close to knocking it out of the park, but know that only 30% of the time they hit home runs. And so maybe go easy on yourself. And maybe start recognizing how you can better yourself, how you can grow instead of being a stick in the mud, instead of blaming it on your clients or on everyone else, or if only this and check your excuses, start taking responsibility and start growing. Okay, guys. Thank you so much for being here this week. Like I said, this was really hard and a vulnerable topic topic to talk about because ego ain't fun to talk about. None of us want to admit that we struggle with it sometimes, right? So I really wanted to come on and chat with you guys about that, share my own personal journey. It's not over. There's going to be many more times where I feel like, you know, defensive over things and I'm not always going to check it or catch it right away, but it's all about surrendering to the process learning to grow and just continuing to do my best, whatever my best is that day. Thanks so much for joining me on the anxious creative guys. You rock. Um, if you like this episode, share, subscribe. I'm just so excited that you guys get to hang out with me here each week. And I just love being part of this community with you. So thank you. And we will see you next week.